Live from the Talking Joe Studios. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Ben. Hey, 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 it's me, the Chief. I'm joined, it's long lost, but I finally <laughs> found him. I'm joined by my buddy. It's me, it's Ben. I was lost in the wilderness, but I've been Jeez. found. How are you? People call that a hiatus. Is that long enough for a hiatus? Yeah, it's always long enough. I mean, you know, three days apart from a, a Talking Joe pod is a hiatus to me. Oh, yeah, but I tell you what, I'm back full force and um, feeling pumped. Yes, yeah. I was busy. I was busy. My work is ebb and flow. It's some, I'm either got nothing or I'm absolutely full tilt. And this week, or last week I should say, was full tilt. Yeah, but I've really got some breathing space now. I'm really excited. Good, good. Also, I'm really... I'm, I don't know, you probably haven't noticed, but I'm doing this Instagram thing, Ben Flying Retro, and I'm going big on that. Yes, I'm, I'm all over that. Yeah, so what, I, I see all those posts. I'm making content as well, you know. But I feel good about that. I've got my mojo back yeah. for actually creating stuff. So it's good. How you been, mate? Not bad, not bad. Um, uh, most of my week has been taken up from playing Halo that's good that you're back into that. Halo that 1. is good. However, yeah, I'm playing time Halo. Drain. It's, a, it's a time sink. Oh, and man. B, it's not fun, I don't think. Dude, I, I know when it's, you set yourself these challenges, that's the fun bit. And then you're like, oh, I've got to do it. Well, there's. I'm playing it on Legendary because I completed this game back in the day on Legendary, which is, I think it goes like easy, normal, heroic, legendary. You're older and, now. And um, I'm older now, have the reflexes slowed down, not sure, but <laughs> there has been several parts, several sections of the game where I'm like, this is almost impossible. Almost now. impossible, And I'm going to yeah. quit. And part of it feels like when you do it, it almost feels like a little bit fluky, but it's just constant repetition. Die, do it again, die, do it again, die, do it again. And you can't kind of play, not a normal game, but you have to just basically in cover, duck out, shoot duck out shoot duck yeah, out yeah. shoot and it just well, becomes that kind of mode of play for the whole game well halo is all f- about skirmishes isn't it yeah, it is it a isn't bit that like fun that. however however where does there's, the fun begin there's not many more satisfying things in my life now i don't know if that's a testament to how satisfying my life is of completing a bit that you've been doing over and over again and suddenly you do it and you're like, holy moly, this is what it feels like to enter the pearly gates. <laughs> this is like, you know, the stuff of dreams. You know, when you finally kill that elite who's been dogging you for the last hour and a half, uh, it's a great, great feeling. So I'll tell you what, man. Fun fact and low, the, satisfaction level high. When I enter the pearly gates, it, it better feel a damn sight better than Halo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. Um, that is, give me a year on Halo. I just need a context. Uh, good question. Let me just... I've got the box here. Screams to me late... Late... No, early 2000s. Says on the box... 2003. 2002. Oh. Yeah, I remember buying this at launch. It's a game changer for, for consoles because it's very pc but on yeah. a console. I've not even got to the brood part yet, so I'm still fighting off Covenant. I mean, I don't know if you've played it. Yeah, I have. I oh, think yeah, I completed it, it but yeah. um, I, long, remember tr- I remember... Trying to do Halo 2 on Legendary is... Are you going to do that as well? Well, it's the only one of the ones I've played that I couldn't do on Legendary. So, yes. yes. I remember thinking, this is impossible. And I used to have, back when I was a kid, I used to have this thing. And I never actually 
did it in any game, I don't think, where my ultimate goal in any kind of platformer or any kind of game was, mm-hmm. don't die. Once you die, I want to hit the reset button and go back to level one. Dude, mm, I can't think is, of many games that you can No, do and that, that would in. also, I'd end up in a lunatic asylum, I think. Uh, met, dude, hardest game I've ever played, Ghouls and Ghosts. Can't get past level one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tough impossible. So game. after Halo, if you want to challenge, fire that bad boy up. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Um, oh, yeah. dude, retro gaming's where it's at. This is good that you're back into that because I feel like you stopped. You ceased all gaming. Did stop. Uh, what got you it back is into good. It? it is good. But well, yeah, I've been doing up the loft. I'm going to post some pictures, hopefully, maybe not this weekend, maybe the weekend after when I get some free time. Post some pictures. I've re- had another little redesign. Uh, so I bought some, you know, more shelving units, got some retro gaming sections up here now. And yeah, uh, once you can see it, got you all want the consoles. To play it. Exactly. Once all the consoles that are out on display, true. now I want to plug them in. But the problem I've got is, and I've always kind of been like this, I don't like having too many games on the go at once. So, no, I can't you know, stand a lot, that either. A lot, of, a lot of people play, oh, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2, oh, I'm playing Spider-Man at the same time, I'm playing something no. else. And they never end up completing any of them. No, I need deep immersion. Piecemeal, exactly. So the problem I've got at the moment is I've chosen a game which is going to take me weeks to even finish. So yeah. you know, it's almost like I want to crack onto the next one and the next one. I'm going to start a spreadsheet of when I started the game, when I finished it, how many hours it took and what level I completed on. So then I'll have yeah. a complete spreadsheet timed and dated i think you were similar to me but back in the day i i we did we didn't have massive collections we were very much like we had maybe three games and then you sort of recycle them you trade them yeah, in exactly. get something else yeah wow retro gaming podcast yeah you know it you know it um <laughs> uh, so i've got something else um that i've been up to and um obviously i've been catching up on game of thrones so there's so many parts some great, some lame. Talking Joe just ain't the same. We be chopping up content with Kingslayer fame. Now Chief's got a question about the throne that's in the game. Oh man, I've missed that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chief, you sounded a bit like sort of like a white Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I'll take that. Yeah. So I am. You still doing it? Nearly up. Yeah, we've had a couple of days off because I've been uh, busy myself. Um, Recording some Talking Joe uh, specials and guest content, in fact, Woo! which is coming everyone's way soon. But yeah, I'm nearing the end of season three, which I guess is the Red Wedding, is it possibly, if memory yes. serves? But anyway, uh, King Slayer's just had his hand chopped off. Oh, it's um, the best season, man, that one for me. Yes, a lot, lot of stuff going on. Um, quick question for you. Hit uh, it. Davos is, oh, yeah. is a, lot, a big fan of him, but he yeah, is... He it, like Stannis is his like lord and king and master, and he bows at his feet. Yeah, um, didn't Stannis chop his fingers off or something? Stan- yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He was a smuggler, Davos, and you know Stannis chopped his fingers off at the knuckle or whatever. And how? What's the reason for Davos being so loyal to Stannis? Do you know that or not? It just yeah, seems I, a bit weird because I don't know the backstory. I know he's very loyal to him, but he's so mean to him all the time. It's like yeah. he hates him because Stannis is shacked, shacked up with the Red Lady. I can't remember specifically the scene. There's, I think there's one scene where they literally give it a sentence where right. he says, "Doesn't he? Oh, you lifted me up and showed me the way." He keeps calling him and... the, un- the Onion Knight. Don't yeah. Know what that's about. Yeah, I'll ask the missus, she's read That's all the definitely, books. Um, I'm a bit further on now, but I think that one, two, and three is the most interesting stuff in Game of Thrones. I, it's all the Rob Stark stuff is my favourite, and when, when he right. goes, um, I don't think it's as good. So yeah. I'm just about to finish, 
I'm going right to the goddamn wire. I'm just about to finish season seven, ready for next Monday. Oh, doesn't it start next week? Oh, do but there's only seven episodes in season seven, and I've uh, got okay. like, I've only got like three to go. Oh, you're 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 fine. You're yeah, fine. I done it. It was touch and go. It's to be fair, it's a bit like that Halo thing. Feels like a job, and I haven't watched a film, and I usually watch a film every night for months, and I I can't wait to watch something that's right. not Game of Thrones. Yeah, but you know it's been okay. good. Um, so obviously, dude, wait, you're clearly not gonna finish. So no. are you just gonna roll on? So to just stay off the social meds then, because you don't you don't want to get it ruined. I generally don't go on social media unless it's you know posting um, posts on the Talking Joe. Will or you the make Instagram it? You've got account, a long way so. to go. You might no. get burnout. Oh, will I make it before season eight finishes? You mean? No. Will you actually continue? Because season four is a no. Sorry, season five is a. You might actually just pull the cord. That's a slog, is it? It's yeah, a slog. I, well, five. I, I quit midway through season seven. Oh, okay. Well, see, seven was a controversial round. one because everyone deems it as fan service. Okay. There's a lot of um, great distances being covered okay. in in nanoseconds, but I don't care about stuff like that. Right. You know, they got to get moving. Okay. <laughs> anyway. uh, fav- my favourite characters at the moment, I'd probably say, um, quite like the Hound. Yeah, you've got Hound written all o- over you. Yeah. I know your favourite characters already. Do you? Yeah. Hound. Yeah. Uh, Davos. Yeah. And uh, Dura. Um, yeah, he's, I think he probably was a You like all the venerable, you know, the sort of venerable knights. Uh, I'm getting more in line with my missus' favourite character, which is... Tyrion. Oh, uh, no, I can't stand that guy. He's too popular. Um, oh, God. Um, she, and this is it's pronounced differently by different people. Aya or Arya. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't yeah. know why that's pronounced differently. That's my absolute worst storyline. Okay. That's no, my missus' well, favourite story. She thinks that's the best storyline in the whole no, thing. No, no, yeah, it is. Where you are, it's when she goes over to that other place ah. and starts putting on faces. Oh. Well, no, that was the other question I had. She's met some dude who was able to change his face. How God do you do that? God of many faces. Yeah, God how do you knows. do that? Okay. Dude, l- little tip, little tip. Um, if you're going to keep going with this, yeah. as soon as she gets on the boat to go over there, you can literally skip all her scenes and then when she gets on the boat to come back, you can just pick up because right. nothing really changes. She right. learns some street fighting skills. All right. okay. There you go. Um, the I'm a bit th- nervous about going inside your mind because it's yeah. been two weeks. Well, I'm just going to give a quick shout out. I watched WrestleMania yesterday. Oh, dude. I heard it was freaking seven hours long. Holy tortilla chips. Seven Fif- hours? Not yeah, seven. That's right. It was. It, it was an hour 40 for the pre show and then like five matches. hours 40. Five hours People 20, said yeah. it was too long. I heard it was just. It's just yeah, the matches no, I didn't mean anything. I used to watch. Used to watch a lot of wrestling as well. You know, mm, back, back in the it. younger days, I actually watched it probably all the way up to through the Rock Austin era. So I was watching it. Attitude era. Yeah, I was watching it all the way in the Monday Night Wars up to that early two thousands. I was watching or twenty hundreds, I should say, not twenty, not two thousands. Oh, the early twenty hundreds. Um, I was watching there, and then I took a big break, and then I got back into it maybe five or six years ago, watching a lot of indie and Japanese wrestling. Oh, okay, not um, WWE. Not WWE. I was, going not to show, I was going to shows in the UK, like independent UK shows and stuff, and uh, New Japan Wrestling and Noah, uh, Japanese Wrestling and stuff. And um, then it's kind of dropped away from that as well a couple of years ago. But now um, I still watch WrestleMania once a year, every year, mm. and maybe potentially the Royal Rumble as well. But it's, nah, it's nothing, to, nothing to write home about. Yeah, I heard. I mean, it's so soap opery, which yeah. I, it's fine. But um, did you see what happened to... 
Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, got jumped by some loony. Yeah, and then they, they really went to town they on him. They pounded that guy's They reckon skull. He's, he's gonna sue them all, apparently. Well, that's what I was like, I'll be amazed if he doesn't file for assault, but... I don't know, can they claim self-defence or something? No, well, apparently everything he did in the ring is, I don't know, it's when he's walking out, he, he takes some cheap shots. He takes some big hooks. <laughs> he takes some hockey, ice hockey hooks, yeah. man. As they, say in the, as they say in the business, the boys stick together. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, but you are right, it is time to go. Inside I do feel like this whole show is inside Chief's mind, but anyway. Um, I tell you what I'm not a fan of. Spitting. Oh, it's vile. Spitting. I've never... Scum I've, of the earth. I've, I've never, never got understood it. it. I've, never, I've never understood it. Like, people... I've, I was walking down walking down the road yesterday... Not only yesterday, and oh. there was a guy just, you know, spitting onto the... Hocking onto a loogie. Onto the pedestrianised sections. Just as if... Not, with no, like... Has no one ever told you you can't do that? That's what I don't understand. That's a crime. That's actually a crime. But, dude, I don't even give it a pass in sport. No. I've run, I, I've done exercise, I've never yeah. felt the need to just if spit. You, if you want to hock one up or spit one up in, the, in your own home, fine, I've got no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. But not, not in public areas. It is rancid. Oh. There's nothing worse. No. Yeah, okay, we can all agree that yep. that's bad. Okay, okay. <laughs> On that note... Uh, I can hear something in the distance. It, it, I think it's time for some Golden Joes. Get on with the ceremony. All right, all right. We'll get on with it. Oh. Right. So <laughs> th- th- this uh, particular awards, we are covering uh, 85 and 86, and that is issues 31 up to 54. Have we ever covered two years before in an awards show? Um yes have we yeah the previous one was no i think the previous two we did like a uh they were yeah there weren't as many issues were no they? i think because the first one we did wasn't a full two years and then the set we did 12 we did 12 issues of the comic and the second award season yeah we did was the remainder of that uh, year remainder of 83 plus 84 now we're on to a full solid two years which is what we'll carry on with cool Okay, so first category up. Uh, as always, we've got a lot of lot of faces in the crowd. Uh, Mr. Spielberg, I'll be chatting with you later. Um, first category is favourite new vehicle. Yeah, and there's a truckload of them. So uh, I'll give you just a, a quick breakdown for the listeners out there. Th- these issues covered, we had things like Zartan's motorbike, which Buzzer uh, had some escapades on. We had the hydrofoil. We had the Asps Cobra tank, the devilfish which was the gi joe um little mini sea vehicle we had the sea the cobra sea skimmer which was Mindbender's thing the thunder machine havoc the x30 conquest and the Firebat. to name there's probably a couple more but i think they were the main ones yeah would well, you want to kick us off chief with the honorable mentions uh yes i this is a tricky one this is a tricky one i'm a big fan of the x30 conquest now that shows up quite big in a special missions issue five which is not kind of within our remit here but i'm actually gonna put that down as a special mention the x30 conquest okay uh, I, like, I like the look of that um and i also like the havoc which is a yeah, vehicle you, you had uh cross country was the driver i believe love him i had that Great. little fire machine at the back i remember in one of these issues uh yeah. Sergeant 12 Slaughter figures on that uh are you, are you sure that's that you're thinking of the warthog now you get about 12 and there. You get two in the front, one in the gun, one in the flying thing, and then three on each side. Oh, there you go. He's done the math. <laughs> um, so that's my honourable mentions. But my favourite, 
Um, and I do like Zartan's bike. My favourite is probably the Thunder Machine. Oh, yeah, it's great. Is, and is it a modded uh, regular... I don't know what the regular I Cobra don't think is. so, no. You're going is to say special? The, you're going to say like the Cobra Stinger. Yeah, it's very cool, it though. Yeah. Okay, my, I'm going to say my honourable mention is... Oh, it's the Havoc. Yeah. It's great, but my hydrofoil. best vehicle is the Hydrofoil. Yeah. It's big impact. Yeah. It's awesome, man. And I think my mate had it, and it was massive and It was amazing. a big beast, yeah. It was a big beast. Yeah, it was a very early toy. Early doors. Yeah. So there you go. Good stuff. Um, next up, we've got favourite cover. Yes. Quite a few to choose from here. Yeah, there's um, a lot. I've got... I, got uh, I whittled it down to three. I think you're going to be well surprised with mine. Okay, I whittled it down to three. Um, I had, as a honourable mention, I had issue 46, with, which is Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, kind uh, of in the I, door frame. I had that as your favourite. Backlit, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, I so had, now I'm lost. I had a runner-up as issue 34, which is Shakedown. That's my runner-up. Excellent. That's a good one, because obviously you've got Ace and uh, Lady J. It's a, it is a good Wild one. Wild Weasel coming in. Yeah, Cockpit it's a, it's a smashed up. And a uh, favourite um, is issue 43, which is the image of Death holding an M60. Yeah, I, yes. I, I was going to... That's not even in my honourable mentions, just because I like it as an individual piece of art, yep. but maybe not as a G.I. Joe cover. It no, is very, I, it is I very think, cool. I think you're probably right there. I think because, you know, that could be an image, just a, a generic image, couldn't it? So um, I, I like I the like reasoning, it. but yeah. Okay, mine, this might shock you, issue 47, where we've got Beachhead, oh, yeah. Wetsuit and Hawk on the little water skiff thing. It's just a big action sea fest. You know I like my sea. Love it, yes. You do like your sea, your nautical adventures. I might actually get that cover and get that printed out and um, put it on the wall. I'm nice. a big fan of the colours in that. Yeah, yeah. Onwards. Oh, that was your, that was your winner? That was my winner, oh, yeah, mate. of course, because you, uh, you had 34 as your runner-up, your honourable mention. Yeah. Yes. Um, Okay, next award category we have got here is favourite artist. I think we're going to be very synced up here. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there's there's MD the Bright. MD Bright only did a couple of issues. Uh, I think Bob Camp did a couple of issues. Frank Springer only did three or four, and of course Rod Wiggum getting did, into his stride. Did actually Frank Springer might have done a few more than that, but Rod Rod Wiggum has has the lion's share, probably seventy five percent of all the art, and uh, yeah, you know. It's hands down Wiggum, obviously. Does he, um, does, because I don't know, but does he basically stay on now? Um, you might only have a couple more issues of his. Oh, really? Yeah, you might have even read his final one in this, this ones we're about to talk about today. Oh, that's a shame because he, he's become my kind of, that's just what I expect G.I. Joe to look like. Yeah, and exactly, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really pay too much attention to, you know, creators names do you you're more interested yeah, in yeah. characters but you know as you get a bit older the it's almost the other way around yeah the creators are like oh I, I recognize this guy's name oh i'll follow this creator i you know i quite often every few years i kind of like to all the books i'm collecting mm-hmm. all the co- monthly comic books i like to to rank the artist the writer and the character so i give you know my favorite of the why do, what's my favorite part of this you know let's say a daredevil book 
Do yeah. I do I buy it mainly for the writer, the artist? I rank them one for the best, two for the second, and three for the third. And Interesting. then kind of add up all the numbers for the, the books I collect monthly to see what is most important to me in general. Is it, you know, what do I do? Do I follow writers or artists or do I blindly follow characters no matter who's writing or drawing them? And it generally... Well, I, feel like, I feel like you're a story guy first and foremost. No? Yeah, yeah. I, there always used to be books like uh, Fantastic Four, Daredevil, X-Men that I would read no matter who was writing or drawing it. But it has definitely veered away from that now to to be more story driven definitely yeah so i'll follow writers i like onto characters that i wouldn't necessarily have bothered reading or picking up books from before yeah that's um, interesting i think that's actually kind of happening in pop culture in general i don't really there's you know they say that movie stars are now dead where they used to open films now people are like more interested in who's directing it yeah exactly yeah, Do you know yeah. what i mean stuff like that yeah anyway cool, anyway let's crack on uh, you can go here favorite joe Okay, uh, to be fair, this is difficult for honourable mentions because you could basically just have everyone. But my honourable mentions are this kind of new crop that we've seen in these issues. I've got Alpine, yep. Low Light, Airtight, big fan, and Bazooka. Those are my honourable mentions. Who have you got honourable mentions-wise? Uh, it's tricky because I'm going to say, it's, it's a tired answer, but I'm going to say Stalker. Um as an, unless we're, are we saying it's just new Joes? No, 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 okay. we're not. We're saying it's whoever you want. I yeah. mean, I'm saying, yeah. st- I'm saying Stalker as an honourable mention because he's got some. He features a lot, man. He features, uh, you know, sporadically. He's got, he's got that great two-issue story where they go into the jungle um, mm. to to rescue Doctor Amelia um, Burkhart. Who... He's a bit like the old lion now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then there's the one where he gets injured, you know, uh, attacking the Cobra Terradromes. I thought he was going to go out yeah, there, I have to yeah. say. And he features obviously heavily in the backstory with Wade Collins and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm, uh, he's mm-hmm. my honourable mention. And then runner-up, I've actually got Lady J. Yeah, I thought you might. Big fan Knew you were a big J. fan. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She's got some cracking action. Actually, she's going to be featured heavily in an issue we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, okay. So, yeah. And then who have you got for your top spot? Well, I don't know if he's earned it, but he's just one of my absolute faves and i get excited whenever he's on a panel Go on. beachhead beachhead he doesn't really well you say he doesn't feature but when i was flicking through he's actually there or thereabouts pretty consistently yeah as soon as he, he gets introduced and he features in a couple of the special missions we've read um ma- i'm just a massive don't, fan don't know if they were 86 but anyway oh possibly not uh yeah beachhead yeah nice i know i knew you were always a fan uh i'm, I'm actually going for i didn't have the, this guy as the winner i don't think for the previous two uh but i'm actually going snake eyes yeah I'm actually well, going snake eyes because it uh, could d- be yeah during easy. this run he's got the bit in the cabin um with destro attacks have he's, you not had him before i don't think i've had him as i've had him as but even you know, if runner you up or didn't whatever, but not as an out and out favorite uh, he's got the cro- he's, he's got the crossroad story with you know Wade and and Stalker. He's got the he's in the Cobra Island formation. He's in the attack on um, Springfield and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, he does feel like he sort of is like the spine of the whole yeah. story arc so far. He's always there, yeah. always, isn't yeah. he? So yeah. Okay, good. we'll uh, close it out with our favourite issue of these two years. Okay. So honourable mentions, Chief. Uh, this is tricky because I've written down one, two, three, four, five, six issues on my pad here. Okay. Um, 
Oh, what? Okay. So, you know, in terms of not honourable mentions, but I've got six to choose from overall. Um, and I think this is this is really tough. So I think honourable mention is going to be issue 39, which was the second part of the, the stalker jungle story where they go and meet Rakondo and they're doing that rescue attempt. Café? Yeah. I remember you, you know, were a big fan. Uh, yeah. So that is my honourable mention. Uh, and I have got a runner-up as well. You do, have you just got the honourable mention and the winner? No, I've got a runner-up. All right, what's your honourable mention? Oh well, okay. I've, I've changed. I mean, I've just got. I've got two issues. One's the winner. Okay, so. all right, all right. So I'll do my runner-up then. This was tricky because I was. Does it choo- go against your rankings? Uh, it. It. Well, Which no. Is fine. The honourable mention one kind of goes above. Uh, goes against my rankings because I've. I'm. I was toying with issue forty-nine, which is the creation of Serpentor. Um, oh, give me a break, dude. And I was... Because uh, that storyline ranks number five in all time of my stories. And I was toying with issue 52, which was... Oh, bring it right up close. Serpentor, okay. you know, uh, goes to Cobra Island and the, the, the Cobra Commander back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Storm yeah, Shadow infiltrates cool. the pit, but I'm, I'm not going with that one. Um, and then I think... Wait is, this, wait, is this for your runner-up, yeah? This is for my runner-up. I'm actually yeah. going to go with... Uh, issue 31, which is All Fall Down, which is the first part of the two-parter uh, where Snake Eyes goes to his log cabin and Destro and one of the Freds come to assault yeah, him. Yeah, that's a great issue. So that is my runner-up. And what did you give that? Nine, I take it. You probably did. Uh, no, that actually ranks number seven on my list. Yeah, okay. Uh, because I think the, that first part was a lot better than the second part. Holy smoke, then I'm lost. I, well, I'm assuming I know what... What's your number one? Uh, issue 34. Shakedown. Ah, okay, that's my that's my runner-up because that is my top that's my top ranked solo issue. Is it okay? Fine, yeah, it's yeah, it's incredible. But I went down to so we had readability. That that is my runner-up. Thirty-four uh, th- sorry, Shakedown. Yes. Sorry, yes, yeah. So my best issue is issue forty-five in search of candy, which is basically where Footloose goes on to Cobra Island. Ripcord, sorry. Yeah. Goes on to Cobra Island, and yep. you got Zartan. Uh, that is a cracker, yeah. and that actually goes in with your rankings because that, that is, was almost top ranked story. Uh, that was the one where I gave it a nine, and then I pulled out at the last minute and gave yeah. it a ten. Yeah, that is a great issue. I mean, any of the ones we've mentioned there, you know, I, I, I'll read again and again and again. So that, I reckon that is the one that I would grab okay. if I was, yeah, going to do a reread. All right. So yeah, good stuff. That that closes the ceremony for the eighty five, eighty six Golden Joes. We hope you will join us next time when we'll be covering nineteen eighty seven and nineteen eighty eight. I'll be there. Uh, but right now, we've actually got to talk about some GI Joe comics. Let's do it. So uh, first up here, we've got issue fifty seven, which is called Strange Bedfellows. Um, this one is... What are they doing? Sleeping together? Yeah, I don't know. You know, well, you know, when you get into the nitty-gritty, you understand that, that reference. Script to Larry Harmer. Pencils is Ron Wagner, who will be coming on as the regular uh, artist. Inks is Kim DeMolder. Colours, George Roussos. And letters, Joe Rosen. Cover here, Destro in the middle. Flint flanked by Flint on one side, Lady J on the other. And the caption is, side by side with Destro. Yeah, Flint and Lady J are very much. They always sort of feature together, don't they? Yeah, I always I, feel like they go together. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a feature of the Action Force comic as well. So yeah, they kind of it's usually if you see one, you see the other. Yeah, yeah, it's an okay cover, isn't it? It's all right. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, so what's happened here? Basically, Flint and Lady J are going to visit Destro in Scotland because uh, he's now obviously escaped from the pit and they're trying to get some uh, plans for the Terradrome, I think, and they, they believe mm-hmm. that Mars, which is the company that Destro runs, uh, has got those plans. Yeah, and this is a, is this like a... a- doppelganger kind of yeah so, so, type issue so that where they're going to get those plans that that happens early on and in actual fact that the main meat of the story is when destro returns home to his castle wait a minute there's another guy destro there's another destro sitting at the table having tea and scones yeah and, uh, now look as someone a trope, dressed up it's not in any kind of uh i just don't like that trope in general okay the so imposter. i wasn't yeah, I yeah, I give it a pass because it's Destro and he's a really cool character. But if that happens in a film or a book, I'm always a bit like, oh, oh. right. I'm not a big fan of it. Okay, um, and that but, carries over to this story. Well, no, as I said, I think I give it a pass. I, I thought this was this was fine. This issue, yep. it didn't didn't set the world on fire. I like it. I thought it had a nice sort of lot of quirky touches when Destro comes back, he's going through his castle gate and but there's a Destro's a yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a guy like saluting him. Your lordship, welcome home. I'll have the pipers and color guard assembled. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go full full regalia and um Flint and Lady J have hooked up with some SAS dudes. Um, yes, I like that. Yeah. yeah, is there any kind of, um, gonna kind of... British uh, stuff going on there with the way they speak or something? Uh, uh, I is think there like some fairly... lost in translation? I think there? most of it's fairly okay if a little bit sort of stereotypical. But you no, know. That's what I mean, I thought it was quite funny, yeah. yeah. Don't they meet some trucker guy, a toothless trucker guy? Yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah. That's the guy they're passing on the, on the road. Yeah, yeah, but that's it, yeah. Destro's got, uh, you know, spoilers, it's obviously major blood. Not obviously, but it is. It's Major Blood dressed up as Destro. He's trying to get the plans. Yeah, it certainly isn't obvious because no, I didn't know. No. Uh, and, yeah, he he's, wants to get the plans himself. He's wormed his way into Castle Destro. Destro ends up in a local jail cell. And then that's where Flint... There's a cool, cool bit where uh, Lady J busts him out. Um, yes. Flint just basically blows a hole in the in the jail wall. And uh, they escape, and then oh yeah, that from the truck with the bazooka. From the truck with the bazooka, they're just lying under a, a, a jail. Yeah, mattress. that's badass. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> they got a mattress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I tell you what, I didn't like, but I think you probably did. Was the um, just the ending? Okay. Where you know the problem with making a pact with a pretty lady is that one is obligated to honour it. I was like, See, that's, that's Destro. He's an absolute villain. That's one of my favourite bits of the whole issue. I, yeah, I know. But I think you sort of like that type of thing. I like uh, that I, kind of chivalrous villain. At least I need one more panel there with Flint saying something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, he's got an angry look on his face. Yeah, that's true. But Lady J's well into it. Yeah. Well, she's a bit surprised, shocked. You know, Destro's playing the suave, sophisticated, you know, kind of... Yeah, I'll tell you what, he beats up Major Blood something fierce. Yeah, he does. He gives him a real nice sort of high kick. Yeah, very he, elegant. He gives him a mass, and it says "bong." The sound effect is yeah. "bong," which is nice. Uh, yeah, he gives him an elbow to the face, and the sound effect is "sprang." Sprang. Um, Caplong. I, I don't know if that's a reference to. I think there was a, a Batman artist who created the Joker, Dick Sprang. I want to say, could be wrong, but I think Dick. But sprang I think that is what would uh, happen if you Joker. hit his metal head. Yeah, and then basically he gets him, and he literally caplongs his head straight into a big stone pillar. Yeah, he probably really does. killed him. And also, he's um, 
he's really down and out before he does that. He is done. Yeah. He's totally defeated. He's all limp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, hey, Chiefy, do you want to rate this bad boy? Yo, Joe's, uh, it's, for me, it's a high seven. Okay. Well, then for me, it's a low seven. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. I think that's about, I think that's fair. Um, Good stuff. Cool. Um, and that's like a one and done. So, uh, that's yeah. okay. Uh, issue, fi- we're going to do the next one. Issues 58. 58 and 59 as a two-parter. 58 is called Desperate Moves. Uh, 59 is called Divergent Paths. Uh, creators on this, Larry Harmer Scripton, obviously. Uh, pencils is Ron Wagner, and I think he's doing pencils on both. Uh, Bob McLeod is inking the second one. Andy Mazinski is inking the first one. George Roussos on colours and Joe Rosen on letters. So uh, what's mm-hmm. happening here? This is, oh, let's do covers first. Cover of 58 is someone, well, it says Cobra Commander Reborn. And it's Cobra Commander in kind of a, a, a fancy new suit. While it looks like Billy, his battle son, armor. battle armor is uh, li- lying with a respirator on some sort of hospital bed. I can't believe we're getting Cobra Commander in battle armor this soon. I thought that came way later. Yeah, yep. I bought that as a toy, and remember thinking it was really cool. But now, I just I I like him in his original garb. Okay, yeah. But anyway, what's the next cover, uh, and Chief? 59 is... Uh, so Cobra Commander's in some kind of new vehicle. This is a, the Pogo, the Cobra Pogo. Oh, jeez. And you've got, Ra- you've got Raptor, and then you've got, I think Outback. it's Outback and Alpine in some sort of quad gun. Who else you got on there, Chief? Uh, yeah, Raptor. Raptor. Yeah. yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> okay, we'll get to him. Um, right. So, okay, the, the, the brief... I don't like that cover, Chief. You don't? No, not really. I don't, I don't mind it. Uh, the, the brief kind of synopsis here is um, the, well, the main storyline is you've got Cobra Commander. Obviously, Destro's gone back to his castle. Cobra Commander's found out that his son Billy is alive because that uh, highway patrol cop told him. Um, and he's now gone to like a, a secret Cobra, effectively, cover base. It's like a garage where uh, Fred Seven is housed who's another Ooh, yeah. not to be confused with the fred who died on the mountain or wade collins um you can forgive someone getting confused yeah, with fred fred so fred seven he runs like a garage workshop kind of thing and cobra commander's come in here with with billy to recuperate and rebuild his empire effectively yeah, and go back to he's... cobra island and there's this this funky dude called raptor who's like a, a tax accountant who dresses up in a bird suit because it makes his hawks that he's kind of tamed feel Jeez. more at ease yeah it's a sign of the times isn't it with him yeah but um yeah. we'll get to him uh and there's actually a side plot going on with dusty and mainframe out in the desert there is a bit bit unnecessary but beautifully drawn yes and some gorgeous panels yeah i mean this is this is ron wagner they, they, who, who we saw in the previous link. issue but here his art looks fantastic i mean i'm not saying his art wasn't good in the previous one it's just that night stuff is stunning yeah just just really nice um, yeah, and the story, we'll cover that one first, then quickly. So, Dusty and Mainframe are out in the in the desert somewhere. I don't know where they are. Uh, it just says, oh, actually, it's some, quite a good story. Just says somewhere in the Middle East, um, and I think this is they reference uh, death to the usurper Sharif. Now, Colonel Sharif was the guy from Special Missions. I want to oh, say yeah. three or four. Where the, do, you, do you remember where the Joes went in and there was the the washed up veteran U.S. Yeah, yeah, pilots yeah. who were flying as mercenaries for Colonel Sharif? Yeah, same guy. Okay, so nice, okay. you know, Larry Harmer tying it all together. 
and basically there's a, a local, I think it's called Rashid, who's a local uh, youngster, uh, you know, young teenager who's fighting the cause and he's kind of teaming up and, and siding with Dusty and Mainframe who are basically G.I. Joe advisors to this this local force. He's got some stones on him, that kid. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's one of those moralistic stories where uh, Dusty's the fighter and, you know, the veteran and Mainframe's the quiet guy who looks deals with computers and stuff. And uh, uh, is it, what did I say his name was? I like Mainframe. Richard, was it? No, what did I say his name was? Forget what that kid's called. I like the way mainframe. And he basically just disses mainframe, you know, you're just a computer guy, you don't mean anything. And as it turns out in the end, it's mainframe who his computer skills saved the day. Yeah, actually. And it turns out that he's a badass with a gun as well. Just flicking through it, that is actually the main storyline, really. Of of issue 58, it is, yeah. Definitely is, because looking through it, the Cobra Commander stuff is actually only a few pages. Yes, you're right. It mainly is that that story, which is kind of like a. Yeah. yeah, God, it's got some gorgeous panels at the end. There's a, there's the a great bit, like you say, in the night where, you know, they're all sleeping and Dusty has heard a patrol, you know, coming around the corner and Mainframe's just gone back to sleep and Dusty comes back. It's with all, all their weapons. It's all moonlit with all their weapons, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did he kill them? Yeah, he's... He's, he's badass. He them off, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Cobra Commander getting his battle armour. So I, I know that you're a big fan of the uh, cool man, the cool man look that he's got going. I like that. Right, okay, with his tash and his, uh, yeah. his hipster look. He's like some sort of hipster. Yeah. yeah, but now, like you say, Fred has built this battle armour and he's in it and he's basically Fred's unloading a machine gun on him and it's bulletproof and he's crushing some sort of engine block with his bare hands and he's got some sort of sensors yeah. and infrared readouts in his helmet. I guess the thinking here is, it's like, well, Christ, we've got this new villain serpentor who is pretty strong we've got to toughen up cobra commander i guess yeah to kind of make him on an equal playing field um you're a fan of that visually visually how do you feel about it i do remember loving it but now i'm a bit older i'm just like i I think i'm a bit more cynical and i sort of understand that they were it was a toy hawker toy exactly exactly i don't know It's, it's okay but i feel like there's something lost from when he's in it I feel like he's he takes on this different. It's almost a bit superheroish, is it? It's almost like a superhero outfit. It doesn't fit what I think Cobra Commander's all he's about. Like a but Tim we'll Pot, see. Tim Pot, Doctor Doom, almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's still in there. He's but, still um, in there, and we'll find that when he's no longer in there, and someone else is in there, that it's much, much better. I yes. Think. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So then you know. We get God. The art is good in this issue. Yeah. Oh, you're st- are you still on fifty eight? Sorry. Yeah. That's anyway, right. yeah, yeah. the continuing. art is great. Yeah, and you know, it, it, I'm going to touch on that again. Then the closing panels of fifty eight, where uh, Dusty I mean, yeah. Rashid and Mainframe are riding off on on the motorbike and sidecar. Really, the, the colours are fantastic here. Yeah, you're reading really digital. Or you're back on physical. No, I'm um, digital. Right. Okay. Page. Okay. Yeah. And so, then, Divergent and then it, Path. Then this carries on into 58, well, uh, 59. So, the Cobra Commander stuff carries into 59. Mm. Billy's now got a new leg, prosthetic leg, and he's leaping about, uh, and he falls into some, you know, he, he's wobbly. He's on more his, than leaping. He's wobbly on his feet, and he does a big sort of jump. Whoop. And uh, Cobra Commander says, you saved yourself from tripping by somersaulting into a martial arts defense stance. Fred, <laughs> Fred pipes up, modified low iron horse, and advanced form. I mean, oh. Fred is obviously clued up on ninja ninja uh, practices, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, (laughs) And so Billy has got memory loss. He's got amnesia. He's got all these skills, you know, um, that he can do and is aware of, but he's got no idea where he he found them. So, yeah. um, Yeah, like you say, I'm looking at a quality scene here of Tunnel Rat popping up. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. One of my first figures. Yeah. Very short tunnel wrap. I knew you were always even, a fan even of him. Even in figure yeah. form. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool, man. Who's the dude, just quickly, with the Tash? Who have we got here? I think, is it Outback? No, 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 oh, no not Outback. Uh, he's awesome. That's Crankcase. Ah, Crankcase, He's the yeah. all-striker driver. Yeah, So we've got, got it, Dusty got there as well. So he's obviously made his way across from the Middle East. Dusty. My Dusty, we used to call him Lucy Goosey because all his yeah. limbs were so loose. Yeah, yeah. Those screws are just <laughs> unloosened and you just you flick the leg and it just wouldn't stay stiff. Really yeah. nice touch that Harmer's done here. It's almost like sort of self-referential or referencing the, the Hasbro tie-in where on the next page he's pointing at um, Raptor who looks mm-hmm. like a complete weirdo and he's put, he said, uh, this bird man's crazier than Dr. Mindbender. I'm sick and tired of wackos in funny suits. Yes, which is, which is clearly a reference to all the people he's having to shoehorn into the comic. Yeah, definitely, he's breaking the fourth wall, though. I think. Yeah, he's. Yeah, um, yeah. but I mean, what's, the- now what's going on here, though? <laughs> with um, what's this whole bit with the GI Joe credit card here with Tunnel Rat? Yeah, is it? Ne- what's going on? They just there? they want to buy some money. They want to buy something. He's <laughs> like, we've got to wait till we get our our pay at the next base camp, and but he flashes out. Like, oh, I got a GI Joe credit card. Don't worry about it. You're not sure yeah, what like that was little, all about. It's that's, like a little ad. Yeah. I th- the only reason it's there is because it's referenced later that that's how Raptor tracks them. So yes. So it's like yeah. a deus ex machina or whatever you call it. Um, now, I quite like this little setup we've got with the Havoc and the Awe Striker and Outback. It kind of reminds me of one of our setups we used to do. Yep. But what I don't like is... Raptor, even though the panels are really well drawn, yep. in the car with the chickens. <laughs> it's with the actually hawks. it's hilarious. Yeah, but they look like chickens because they got red head. They got red heads. Well, oh, that's the hoods. Crikey. They got hoods. They got leather hoods over their heads. Yeah, hoods. Yeah, it is. That panel <laughs> says a lot of where where we are right now. Yeah, but I'm a big fan of Outback. Yep. Yeah, but like he wears his his name on the on the t-shirt. Yeah. No, it's survival, isn't it, or something? Oh no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think he, is he an Aussie? I don't know. Anyway, no. but uh, what about the bit where Raptor's got like the APC uh, GI Joe vehicle and he's sw- swirling oh, it around his head? Oh god! They basically because they know the GI Joes have gone off in one of three mountain pass directions, but they don't know which one. So he sends hawks off in three different directions. Yeah, bit weird. Yeah, I'm not into Raptor. I mean, I remember having him and buying him and being into him as a kid. Just because it was a figure. Now, again, it's just like, ah, I don't think Harmon really wanted to get this guy involved, but he's had to. I mean, he he does the... He does... It kind of plays up to the silliness, which I think is, is he's done well. And like you say, all these pages here that Ron Wagner's really knocking out of the ballpark here. Yeah, this is actually quite an odd issue. Actually, yeah, because you've also got the stuff with Billy. He's infiltrated the local kind of martial arts school next door, because um, next to where the garage is, and then he finds um, some some blind sensei dude, um, and then you get Jinx later as well. Oh, Jinx! Um, yeah, but we're a lot far further ahead than I thought with some of these introductions. You, you thought this mind. was you know closer to the well, Cobra Civil War section. Well, we get into it, but I, this is clearly around when the movie came out because all of these characters are tie-ins to the movie right um 
but yeah. Nice little fight scene. Cobra Commander's popped out in his pogo to try and attack the Joes because they've been tracked down by Raptor's Hawks. Hey, dude, do we ever actually... F- do we get a name drop that that's Jinx? Um, possibly not in this issue, maybe in the next one. Yeah, I was going to say, not in this one. No, you're, yeah. you're, you're right, you're right. Because, uh, Billy, you know, the the issue kind of closes out with... Cobra Commander has confronted these Joes in his pogo, but he's limped off because his pogo's got damaged, and that kind of just comes to nothing. It's the, what he's saying at the end is comical, man. What, that last About bit? Raptor's, Raptor's methods for tracking. He's like, yeah, that's interesting. We might use that again. Uh, yeah, like, Raptor's methods crazy. for locating the Joes has been proven dependable. Knowing the location of the enemy is half the victory. Let's return to the garage. We have the future of Cobra to discuss. He's kind of musing with his hand on his really... chin. It's really funny that he's thinking about that method. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, you've got a mountain to climb. You've got Serpentor <laughs> back there. And you've got but you've got some bird guy. Yeah. He's in trouble, I think. He's in he's in T rubble. Yeah. And the other big anyway. the other or the big reveal we're here is this this uh Billy's confronted this blind master dude. Or do we know he's blind yet? Possibly. Um and then the this 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 lady's come in and whooped a sword down on Billy's head, which he's caught, and then he's pulled her sleeve back. Wait a minute, she's got the Arashikage tattoo. There's more of these guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Close issue. What does he say? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yo, Joe. It. Um. Tricky one because there's a lot of sort of tomfoolery and silliness, but. They always the, manage to it, squeeze it, something in there that you like. It, so. it really read, it read well. There was no parts where I was, you know, thinking, oh, I want to stop now. I just, you know, it's, it's, it was fun. It was fun. And it moved the plot along for Cobra Commander a bit. Was, Billy's there. He's got this new suit of armor. The dusty mainframe stuff I thought was really cool. So I don't know. Is it is it as high as a low eight or is it another seven? I mean, if I compare it to the, let's just think, compare it to the last issue 57, what is better, 58 and 59 or 57? What would I rather read again? And it's probably this one. So I'm going to probably give this a, a high seven, but higher than the previous one. Yeah, no, I'm going to give it another low seven, but higher than the previous one because it's not a one and done. It, it has big, it moves the plot forward. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I prefer it to the previous issue even even though there's loads about it that's silly but if you're going to go silly you might as well own it and make it funny we're in the same camp then for that one so the final one we're doing is called is issue 60 it's called cross purposes um this one is script larry harmer uh interestingly we've got todd mcfarlane on pencils uh andy mazinski's inks colors is bob sharon and letters is joe rose now todd mcfarlane for those that don't know you might not know um he is the creator of spawn which is okay. uh, an image an image comic when the, the, the big boys at Marvel, Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, Mark Silvestri, who these were all main artists on the X-Men books, X-Force, other stuff. Uh, Tom McFarlane was the, the artist, the big artist on Spider-Man. They all broke away and he they formed Image and he launched Spawn, which is coming up to its 300th issue, I think, uh, in, in next month or this month. Mm, it's crazy maybe popular. A uh, well, it's not that popular anymore i don't think but are people always clamoring for an, uh, another film or did they do yeah no i think know. they are doing another film they are doing another film mm. um but yeah at the time i think i don't know where this uh, i think spider-man was possibly 1990 so he would go on to launch 
Spider-Man issue one of a new series, because there was already Amazing Spider-Man, he would launch just adjectiveless Spider-Man. I think it was spectacular as well, and Web of Spider-Man. He would launch a fourth Spider-Man book that would sell... I don't want to misquote, but it was something silly like two million or three or four million issues. Oh, wow. Issue one. Now, bear in mind, nowadays, if you sell like 150,000, you become the number one book of the month. Yeah. And he sold like two or three million copies of this. But that was in the boom period. And, you know, he was considered the Spider-Man artist of of the era. Um, I don't think his art has aged that well. I don't think so. It's it's thick. It's interesting that that he was on this. And I believe now, uh, someone will correct me, probably one of the Seddon brothers, but I believe he actually drew issue 61, which we're not covering this this pod, but I believe it was so bad they got someone else on to redraw the whole issue. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the art in this issue at all. It's very, uh, it's very superhero-y, I think. That, it's that kind of style, which is kind of big, big is, faces. Heavy. It's big faces. Yeah, it's big faces. It's lots of close-up, not many wides. and it's So, it's, um, anyway, ugh. on the cover, you've got Hawk with a, with a pump-action shotgun, and you've got some new dude on a, on a kind of... Ski skiff, kind of skiff, yeah, a, a flying skiff. I had that. That's what the vehicle he comes guy with, with a ponytail and an eye patch. This is Zanzibar. Yeah, he's a chump. This guy, chief. So basically, he's a bad toy. And he's a bad yeah. character. Basically, uh, this introduces law and order. He's a dreadnought. Look, yeah, well, he did, yeah, kind of. He's uh, he introduces law and order. Lieutenant Falcon, who I know you're a fan of, uh, chuckles and fast draw, and that is kind of like a like a double bluff kind of thing. They think they're being inducted into the G.I. Joes, but there's uh, there's some weird sort of missile silo and the the dreadnoughts are in it. It's a bit confusing. It is a bit. This is, because um, these are all, these are the main new recruits from um, G.I. Joe the movie. Yes. And um, they in the film, they come in and they're real chumps. Yep. They're, they're rude. Yep. Uh, they're just annoying. They kind of and... ki- they kind of kidnap Hawk at the beginning. Yeah, but I thought that was so heavy-handed. I was like, oh, I didn't like this issue no. at all. I tell you a really cool bit actually is when and this in- this introduces Monkey Wrench as well actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I hate Law and Order. I'm man. looking at a panel of Zanzibar. He's got a cod piece, so cod pieces were definitely a thing. Yeah, he's that Rod Wiggum pretty fruity dig, actually. But, um, uh, yeah, he is a bit fruity. But uh, there's a cool scene where they're at the Dreadnoughts gas station and they're basically siphoning off and stealing all the fuel that siphoning off. That, uh, yeah. Zanzibar had sold to Zartan. Uh, that now he's now stealing back and he's going to resell it back to him. But they get jumped by Zorana and Buzzer, who basically just... There's one panel here where Buzzer's got his chainsaw and he's whacking Monkey Wrench around the face with a chainsaw. Now, pretty sure it's going to take his face off. Is it a chain... Is it his chain... Yeah. Maybe the chainsaw's not switched on, but... (laughs) Even so. Whose is that trike? That is... I had that. I saw I had that. That is... Is that Zorana's trike? I think it might or, be. I don't know. Maybe it's a I dreadnought trike. I don't know if was it a toy or not. I'm not sure. I'll consult. Uh, I might be getting confused. There was another big dreadnought trike I'll that I had. I'll consult my 3D Joe's manual. Um, I just don't like any of these characters. I know you just said that I was a big fan of Alcon. I wasn't really. Oh, I really? liked him in the. F- I liked him in the film, but I he remember, was just a fake Flint. I yeah, thought. you never called him Falcon. You called him Valken. Yeah, that's just I don't much know. like you and Gav Dyslexia. called it. Much like you and Gav <laughs> called it the Millennium Falcon. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. We've sorted that out. I don't like any of these characters, Chief. I never did. I didn't like the toys. 
I don't like Law and Order. Yeah. They're they're real chumps. No, then they're they're rude. I will eat my hat, and I've got a selection of hats. I'll let you choose if <laughs> if when we come to it. And I don't know if this will be a pod or whether it will just be in the confines of our own homes. Mm. When I get you to read the IDW Cobra series, which features Chuckles Heavy, uh, if you're not amazed about, and Chuckles is not uh, uh, put into as one of your top five Joes of all time, I'll eat my hat because that, that series basically makes him one of the greatest Joes of all time. But oh, we're not cool. talking about that right now. We're talking about this. And, yeah, Chuckles comes off as a bit of a dick. Yeah. They all do. I just don't like it. I just don't like his look. I don't really like any of their looks aesthetically either. Yeah. I mean, Falcon's all right, but, yeah, you know. I mean, there's uh, one bit where Zorana's disguised as some sort of old lady tourist. What? And she stumbles. She thinks she's in a casino and she stumbles into the missile silo. I mean, it's almost like it wasn't written by Larry Harmer. Dude, I thought the same thing. I just, I was like, where has this come from? Yeah. I was like, this is like, um, it's like something you'd get uh, on the back of an action figure as a giveaway comic or something. In terms of the story, I just didn't understand. I, I just didn't really, I was like, there's so much going on. Why are we here? Yeah, yeah. It's it definitely, a, it's definitely kind of departure. a departure. It's a filler. It's a bit of an anomaly. You know, I'm trying, I'm looking through it now. I'm looking for good bits if I can find them. Um, there's a really nice panel there of like a Cobra helicopter who the Dreadnoughts are piling into, but and Buzzer drives up to the Cobra Consulate building. But yeah, this one just felt like they were really just trying to hawk toys. Um, yeah, yeah. Chuckles didn't even I have think, a toy though, did he? I think yeah, you could be right actually. And that last page I, is awful. Basically, he kicks down a door at the Pentagon. Well, he's dressed up in Miami he's Vice. Dressed gear. up as Don Johnson. <laughs> He uh, kicks the door he t- down. Kicks the door off its hinges, like breaks up some of the wall. Goes I goes mean... into his jacket pocket. No, oh, don't shoot. And he pulls out a pen, and he, you know that's for your resignations. I don't think he's earned that. No, no, <laughs> not good. Yeah, not good. Don't like the art style either. I think this is one where Harmer was like, "Ah, oh, crikey, I just got to give them this." Yeah, because they they basically want all these characters there in this film i've got to get them in uh right you first then yo joe it uh i'm actually quite happy and confident to say this is my least favorite gi joe issue we've read so far yep. so i'm gonna and your lowest it... score, i'm looking at you've got three fours on the board already yeah it's not that i'm not gonna go stupid I, i'm gonna give it a four yeah. and i have to look at those other ones but i think it's i just I, I just didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. I was actually a bit confused. Yeah. Because it just felt so... It felt out of time. I was like, where... What is this? Yep. Only because the main story at the moment is really exciting. I want to get back to that. Yeah. I'm al- which I know is coming. Yes. I'm also giving it a four, um, and it's my lowest as well. So this particular episode, we ranked everything the same. Wow. That's, ne- that's not happened. I think that's a first on Talking Joe. Nice. Now, um, talk to me a little bit about what's coming next, Chief, because yep. I think I've got to purchase a new trade. So Special Missions 5 and 6 and G.I. Joe 61 and 62. Okay, buddy. But you need to read good. 60. What They need to read those in order. So in, go, in that so order, yeah. Five. It's just, you, you scared me there because I don't like to do two special missions in one go, but if it's, if it's connected yep. to the so, No, it's not going to. So you're going to go 5, 61, 6, 62. Uh, we can't wrap out a show without 
Chief asks Ben a question. Chief asks Ben a question. What'll he say? What'll he do when Chief asks Ben a question? Meat. <laughs> yeah. M e a t. Now I will. You're inc- always asking me about meat. <laughs> uh, if you could only eat one animal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm, the cow or the pig? It's a tricky one. Well, not the chicken. No, definitely not. Okay, interesting. I got. I, I'm a bit funny. Uh, now, chicken is delicious. I got, oh, the the poor buggers. I don't know. Is it fair to add in? <laughs> what you can add? Seafood as an option. Oh, fish, I, or would it have to be a specific fish? I don't think that's fair because, as you know, well, my favourite food of all time is sushi, so which is fish based. Okay, so if, if but, fish um, is in there, then you'll take fish. I did buy a nice fillet steak the other day from the butchers and uh, griddled that up, minute on each side, had it blue. Right, it was delicious. Sod it, I'll say the cow. Yeah, he's going to take it. The cow, okay? Because I love cheeseburgers and I love steak. Yep. But they've become real treat foods now because Emma's like a hardcore vegetarian, so I don't tend to have it at home. So I went to the butchers and bought a nice fillet, and it was delicious. Okay. What about, what about the kids? They're, they're, they're still meat eaters. Yeah, they've got freedom of choice. Um, I th- you know, yeah. I think, I think it would be as simple as our daughter will become a vegetarian really young. Right. And I think Phoenix is a carnivorous T-Rex. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. What, what about you? It feels like you're kind of... I feel like you're edging ever closer to being a vegetarian. Yeah, I mean... You don't eat as much meat as a man might think a chief would. No, once a month I have meat, don't I? So Yeah. Um, God, you like out of a Dickens novel. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> you get it in like a brown paper bag and you come home. It's been a good month, love. Uh, well... I've got us some meat. I've got... Um, I'm, this weekend, I'm going up to my buddy TG's up in uh, Leicester area, and for some... Just quickly, how are you getting up there? Uh, train. Good. Yeah, no motorbikes, because uh, <laughs> I'm going up early, and uh, there's three other people joining uh, via car, and we're doing a, a full weekend of board gaming, solid. Oh, nice. So I might, cool. I might have that, that Saturday as my meet day for the month. Is there any sleeping involved? I mean... No, so I'm getting there. Me and my buddy uh, DP are getting there about 10 o'clock. And then me, DP and TG will do some three-player gaming. Then um, TL and Pissface are getting there at about 12 o'clock. See, you can't really just drop in Pissface <laughs> well, without that's... giving it some... That's... <laughs> well, okay. That's what is... who, that's... Who, who pissed in his face or did he... Pissing his face. Uh, no. It's like that bit in Goonies where Chunk knocks over the statue yeah. and puts the dick on the wrong way around. I think no one... I... If God made us like that, we'd all be pissing in our faces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone actually pissed in his face, but I think Luxon, who's TL, I think once during a, a gaming session, someone said, uh, your face looks like piss. Just, I don't know. That, it was, just, it was it. just an insult that came his way. Um, but And they're getting there at about 12, and then five-player gaming from 12 p.m. till probably... Now, I go to bed about 9.30 p.m. normally, so I'm going to see if I can stretch that out to maybe midnight. So we'll do 12 hours of solid gaming, go to bed. I like to get up early, so I'm going to try and rouse these boys at maybe 7 a.m. for some mm, breakfast gaming. Good luck. And then we'll, we'll, we'll cap it off at about 3 p.m. the next day. So, Oh, that's a hardcore weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a pass. Wow. I've got a weekend pass from the missus. 
I've got the opposite of a pass. Emma's going to Los Angeles for a week. So, so you're on full time, uh, full time daddy daycare. Yeah, it's just going to be pizza and die hard. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, no. Same. Um, I actually, do you know what I really want to do this week? I I, I really want to go and see um, Captain Marvel because I'm getting quite excited about seeing Avengers Endgame. Gotcha. And I thought, oh, I better see that before. Yep. Yep. Uh, also, it's Star Wars Celebration. I don't know if you know about that. No, I do not. Star Wars Celebration. It's basically Comic Con, but just for Star Wars. Okay. And it's in Chicago this year. Oh, your broski's going. Uh, wow, well, I told him to. I don't know if he is. It's, it's going to be pretty. I don't know if you had to get a ticket. You told now, him but, it um, was on, or you told him to go? No, I did. I did. I told him it was on ages ago, and I said, get tickets for you and the kids because it would be such a good atmosphere. Yeah. But um, I um, I quite enjoy, like, couch conning, they call it, where okay. you just, you know. Get on the YouTube, you sort of take it all you in. Watch some live so I'm quite streams. Excited about yeah. that. Yeah, some of the panels. Um, they've got some good panels. So yeah, okay. I'm excited about that. Is the the GAV the Gavster still into Star Wars as much as he was? Mm, he's into it pretty big. I mean, I have to tell him. I, I sort of tell him what's going <laughs> okay. on basically. Yeah. So it's through it's through my stream of consciousness he understands what's going on. Yeah. But he's. Yeah, he didn't really like the Last Jedi, but what's, you did. What's the next? So the next one, I guess, is this Christmas, is it for Episode Nine? Yeah. So this week, uh, a trailer and a title will drop, definitely. Okay. At, at, um, Star Wars Celebration. So that'll be interesting just, to see how that's just looking, very quickly. Is the only way up after Last Jedi, or can it get worse? It, it actually no. It will be better. It, there's. The only way is up, to answer your question, yes. Okay, because I, I don't think you can get to the lofty heights of where you could have gone if you if you hadn't have screwed it all up. But JJ is, is, is effectively probably making a sequel to The Force Awakens. I'm not saying he's going to retcon anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, just ignores it. Okay. All right. But yeah, there you go um, yes everyone out there thanks for listening you can find us in the usual places talkingjoecomics at gmail.com talkingjoecomics over on the Instagram um, you can get us on talking underscore joe on Twitter and talkingjoe a G.I. Joe podcast on the Facebook we're everywhere we're everywhere rate us review us if you can bumps us up the charts the funky algorithms that we need to get more stars and more ratings and more listeners yeah true that yeah. I don't know what's going on with these goddamn algorithms. That's what everyone talks about with Instagram. Yeah, funky. Ugh, they stink. Anyway, uh, I will see you next week, and I will see you listeners down the road. See you later, guys. Good to be back. Yeah.